We wanted to, and by we I mean I, wanted to um, end with the lie part of the talk and go into the truth part. And so just to end with regards to the lie, remembering that um, the devil always tells us what we aren't. And God always tells us what we are. And so remembering that being able to identify the lie and know where the lie comes from um, is a major step. But it doesn't mean that that lie doesn't creep in still. And so being able to reject that lie. Um, if, you're, if you're thinking um, when that lie comes to be able to say, no, I know that's not truth. Um, I'm not going to follow that false narrative. I know that's not accurate. Um, and therefore, I'm going to reject that lie and be able to reject it in the name of Christ. And also, um, your guardian angel, Mary, our Heavenly Mother, who stood on the throat of Satan, will gladly do it again for you, as well as St. Michael the Archangel, who kicked Satan's tail. He will gladly come to your aid. And so, your guardian angel, Mary, and St. Michael the Archangel. But to be able to say, that's not who I am, that lie. And so now we want to look at the truth that God brings. Because we, as disciples of his, um, as followers of his, know that truth has a name. And his name is Jesus Christ. Truth is present to us on the altar right now. Jesus is and speaks truth. God the Father is and speaks truth. And it's far easier to hear the lies of the devil than it is to hear the truth of God. But there's some steps we can take so that it becomes easier for us to hear the truth of God speaking to us. And this is the thing that goes into a little bit of the healing aspect, is that God speaks truth to us because God doesn't want the surface of our hearts. God wants the depths of our hearts. And if you think about it, in our hearts and in the depths, that's where we like to put things that um, we like to put down there and pretend they're not there. You know, that's like where, where we hope the cobwebs and the dust and the things will take over so that we don't even have to look at it down there in the depths of our heart. Because it's in the depths of our hearts where we think that, because of the devil... We think that if God knew that about me, if God knew that part about me, then he wouldn't love me. He couldn't love me if he knew that part about me. And that's simply not true. Because what God speaks in that moment to the depths of our hearts is his love and mercy. And if you think about mercy 
Um, we just celebrated or just recited the Divine Mercy Chaplet. And if you think about mercy, um, you might think about St. Uh, Therese and her little diary. And by little, I mean it's large, so I've never read it. Um, her large diary that she has, I've read parts. Um, but her large diary that she has, one of the things that struck me the most is that Jesus, in a conversation with her, Jesus says, I yearn, I desire to grant mercy. I yearn, I desire to grant mercy. So Jesus is always willing to grant us mercy. But it is us who have to ask for it. And sometimes that's not really comfortable to do. There's a couple of things I just want to speak on, a couple of things with regards to confession that are very important to remember. I will tell you as a priest, we do not care what your sins are. We don't care. We really don't. We're not trying to figure out who your voice is, if you're a parishioner. Do you know why? Because we don't care what your sins are. If you go face-to-face, the scariest thing on earth, you know, if you go face-to-face to confession, and you think, man, if I go face-to-face, you know, I'll just, like, be general in my confession so Father doesn't really know what I'm confessing. Because if Father sees my face, you know, the next time he sees me, he'll be like, oh, that's, that, that person's a sinner, you know. And that person's going to hell in a handbasket, that one right there, I know it, you know. And we get that idea of, like, Father's going to judge me or Father's going to... Father doesn't care what your sins are. I guarantee you, Father does not care what your sins are. There are two things that you will never hear in the confessional. You did what? I have to make sure I put that on my Twitter account, you know. I can't wait to tell the fellow, the, the brother priests about this one. Okay? The second thing you will never hear is... I'm sorry, the person right before you got the last of God's mercy. But good luck. You know, keep warm and well-fed. You know, um, we're always going to hear those words of absolution. And in those words of absolution, truth is spoken. Because in those words of absolution, the priest says... Um, I'm not giving anybody absolution right now, okay? So do not think that this is absolution. Do not go home and be like, Father gave us all absolution at once, like we just did a general thing, it was wonderful. No, this is not confession, okay? But in the priest hears, or the priest says, God the Father of mercies to the death and resurrection of his Son has reconciled the world to himself and sent the Holy Spirit among us for the forgiveness of sins through the ministry of the church May God grant you pardon and peace. Those are words of truth. That God wants to grant us pardon and peace. He wants us to have pardon because if he didn't, if he didn't want us to have pardon, he wouldn't take all of our sins upon himself on the cross. There would be still some work that we would have to do. So he wants to grant us pardon. 
The other thing is he wants us to have hearts of peace. Because a heart of peace is a heart that is beating with the sacred heart of Christ. If we have peace in our hearts, then our hearts are beating in tuned with the sacred heart of Christ. And that's what he desires for us. God does not desire us a life of pain and turmoil and anxiety and frustrations. and He desires us lives of peace. You know, in the story of Martha and Mary, Martha's full of anxiety and full of, she's all worked up. And she goes to Jesus and she says, tell my sister to help with the serving. And Jesus says, Mary has chosen the better part. Because Mary is sitting at the feet of the Lord. Jesus is not saying Mary has chosen the better part because she got out of work. Right? He's not saying that. He's saying Mary has chosen the better part because her heart is at peace. Because she is sitting and listening. And most importantly, letting me love her. See, part of the words of truth that God desires to speak to us is his love for us. Jesus, God the Father, wants to speak his love for us. The Holy Spirit wants to speak his love for you and for me. But how often we don't let him. How often we put up the barrier to say, no, you can only love me so much. And you can't love me to the full extreme that you desire to love me. You can only love me so much. And then we sit back and we're like, Lord, where are you? Like, why is this not, you know? And he's like, take down the wall and I'll come in. Open the door. And I'll walk in and I'll love the hell out of you. Like literally love the hell out of you. And so these words of truth that God the Father speaks to us, he never stops speaking. I said the other night, which was last night, um, it feels like it was days ago, but it was last night, um, that God the Father still speaks. He didn't get to, the, he didn't get to Christ and after the ascension, God the Father stopped speaking to his people. No, God the Father still speaks. And so what does he speak? He speaks words of truth. And so it's to us to be able to say, why aren't I listening? Why am I not listening? Why am I not hearing? Why am I not, you know, letting you speak these words of truth to me that you desire to speak to me? The other thing about the words of truth is that sometimes they can be a little painful. Sometimes the words of truth can be a little painful, but it's a good painful. You know, it's a good, it's a good um, painful because what God is saying is this, whatever this might be, your favorite sin, whatever this might be, this is in the way, and so it must be removed. And to remove something like a vice in our life, to remove a vice in our life is not easy. It's painful because that's been a habit in our life for so long. And so it's painful to try and remove that. 
But God speaks those words of truth, not because he's saying, look at what you're doing. This is limiting me, or this is limiting my ability to love you, which isn't true, right? We can't limit God. We can limit God's love for us, but we can't limit God. But God, the Father, might say, this needs to be, this needs to be done. Like, this needs to be gone. So I can love you that is the full amount that I want to. And so making sure that, that um, there's nothing in the way that's placed in the way of our hearts. The other thing about confession that I wanted to mention is we might, we might go, why do I have to go to a priest? Or we might get asked, why do you Catholics go to your priest? Isn't that a conversation between you and God? So, like, why do you go to your priest? And as I mentioned, the priest doesn't care what your sins are. So why does the priest need to be there? Great question. I'm glad you asked. Here's the deal. God created us, right? He created us in his image and likeness. And so God created us. So let's say that I get in a fight with one of my priest friends, say Father Rolling. So Father Rolling and I get in a fight. And I call him a poop face. You know, we get into a fight, and so I say, you're a poop face. And I storm off. And then later, I cool down, and I think to myself, that wasn't right of me to call Father Rolling a poop face. And so I go to Father Rolling, and I say, Father Rolling, I'm sorry I called you a poop face. Like, that was wrong of me to do that to you, to call you a poop face. I should never have done that. And I apologize. If Father Rolling just stands there and stares at me, and then turns and walk away, I have no idea if he's forgiven me, if he's plotting revenge. Like, I have no idea. But if I go to Father Rolling and I say, Father Rolling, I'm sorry I called you a poop face. That was wrong. And Father Rolling looks at me and says, It's okay, I forgive you. Then I know I'm forgiven, right? It's the same with us and God. We can go to God and we can say, God, I'm sorry that I did these things. Well, he's a good loving God, so I'm sure he forgave me. But it's so much better for us to be able to go to the confession and to be able to say to the priest, who has the ears of God and the hand of God, to be able to say, God, I'm sorry I did these things. So that God can use the priest's hand to say, I absolve you and give us that absolution. So it's for, it's for us that we go to a priest. Does that make sense? Again, yes. No. Seizure. Um, but to be able to, to make sure that we know that and to be able to express that to our friends who aren't Catholic that ask that question. So anyway, these words of truth that God the Father speaks to us. These words of truth. God the Father tells us what we are. The best prayer that I've ever learned was not, didn't happen in grade school. I didn't learn it in seminary. I learned it two years ago when I was on retreat. And this is the best prayer I've ever learned. I am the beloved son or daughter 
with whom God the Father is well pleased. I am the beloved son or daughter with whom God the Father is well pleased. That prayer is words of truth. To say that prayer is to be in union with God as God speaks truth to us. If we want to be united to God the Father, the gift of wisdom, the simplest definition of the gift of wisdom is to see how God sees. So if we want to be in union with God who speaks truth, if we want to see as God sees, and more importantly, if we want to see ourselves as God sees us, then that prayer is the best prayer we can say. Because God the Father does not see our weaknesses. God the Father does not see our shortcomings. God the Father does not define us by our sins. Sometimes we do that to ourselves, but that's not how God the Father sees us. God the Father sees us as his beloved son or daughter. And the beauty of that is when we say that prayer of I am the beloved son or daughter with whom God the Father is well pleased, when we say that prayer, there are two things that we need to concentrate on and really remember. The first is that we are loved. When we say I am the beloved son or daughter, I am Loved. And to know that that love is perfect. It is a perfect love. There is nothing we can do or not do to increase or decrease that love because it is perfect. God loves those who reject him perfectly. God loves those who try our best to follow him perfectly. And when we stumble and we fall, and we get off the path of truth, and we believe the lie and the devil, God the Father loves us perfectly. And that's a hard thing for us as human beings to wrap our heads around. Because in relationships, you know, we kind of, our love kind of increases, decreases. Like if somebody really upsets us, you know. So to, to, 
to get our heads around the idea that God loves us perfectly. The second thing to concentrate on is um, with whom he is well pleased. God the Father is pleased with us. God the Father finds pleasure in you. And I'm going to give you a few moments of awkward silence just so that you can think about that. That God, the Father, creator of the universe, creator of everyone that you know and all those that you don't know, finds pleasure in you. I would invite you to think about this question for your prayer time. What in you does God find pleasure in? What about you does God find pleasure in? And if you come up with nothing, you're wrong. I'll just tell you that right now. Nothing is not the answer. So, we might ask, why does God love us perfectly? And why, does God, why is God pleased with us perfectly? Simply because you are his child. There's nothing you can do to increase or decrease that pleasure. You being you is why God loves you and why he's pleased with you and finds pleasure in you. Simply you being you. That is truth. Those are words of truth that God is speaking to us. So, I'm going to tell you a little bit more about my story, and then I'll be quiet so you can hear the Holy Spirit speak. Um, in my time of praying with Jesus in the F-150, um, I realized that one of the things that I had to pray about was that my dad did not know me as well as my dad should have known me. And I had to sit with that and pray with that for a while. That my dad did not know me as well as my dad should have known me. Because if my dad knew me the way that he should have known me, he would realize that my gift is not in, uh, academic intellectual stuff but rather that it's emotional intellect. 
Because what I got, the truth that I got from God sitting in that F-150 was I know you. I created you. I love you. And the gift that I have given you is emotional intelligence. And every time you use that gift, every time you use your emotional intelligence, you are doing my will for your life. And you are letting people see a new aspect about me. That was the truth that God spoke to me. That's why I love talking about this stuff. Because that was the truth that God spoke to me. So that when the, when the ugly lie came in, I could say, that's bullshit. And I'm not going to believe that. I apologize for swearing just now. They're recording this. Um, but I can, re- I can recognize and say exactly what it is. And state what it is. And say, that's false. That's not true. And I know that's not true. And my middle name is uh, Michael, and so I like St. Michael. Um, He's a rock star and a stud. Um, My other favorite saint is St. Joseph, who's a rock star and a stud. So I can call upon St. Michael and be like, rock star stud, get rid of this lie. Because I don't want to believe the false narrative. I'd much rather know who I am in the eyes of God the Father. I'd much rather know how God the Father sees me. I'd much rather be able to do his will than to get wrapped up in the false narrative and do my own, my own will with that. And so I'd much rather um, be who God created me to be. It's interesting, I was talking to a priest and um, we had a golf thing last Monday. My team got third. Um, And so we had this golf it was a golf priest appreciation thing. And I was talking to him about this retreat coming up and, um, we were talking about just, he's, he's like, what's it over? And so I said, lies, truth and healing. And, um, those three things. And he goes, wow, you're going to do that in a weekend. And I went, yeah. And he goes, um, he's like, I'm 38 and I'm just now figuring out who I am at 38 and a priest. I'm just now figuring out who I am. And I said, Hey, I'm only two years behind you. And I just figured out last, last year at the beginning of this year. So, and he goes, yeah, but I mean, it took months. And I said, yeah, we're just going to really trust the Holy spirit to do it in a weekend. It's fine. Um, and he's like more power to you, brother. Um, but he said, how freeing, It is to hear words of truth spoken to us. Like the freedom of being able to be who you are because you know who you are in the eyes of God. And to make it, to make it those words of truth be personal because we can hear, you know, we could all say, I'm the beloved son or daughter with whom God the father is well pleased. But we go, doesn't God see everyone like that? Like, aren't we all his children? So what, what makes me unique and special? God will tell you 
if you ask him what makes you unique and special. There is no doubt in my mind that everyone in this chapel, this chapel is capable of amazing things. There is no doubt in my mind that everyone in this chapel is capable of amazing things. Because when we know who we are, and when we can hear God the Father speak those truths to us, then we're going to go out and we're going to do amazing things. Jesus says, right before he ascends, he tells his apostles, you will do even greater things than I have. You will do even greater things than I have. And we might sit back and be like, Lord, like, you cured the sick. Like, you drove out demons. Like, you, like, you taught with authority. And we're going to do more things, like, greater things than you have? Like, how's that possible? Well, the answer is when we, when we work with God, when we work with the Holy Spirit, when we let God speak truth to us, when we can know who we are in the eyes of God the Father, amazing things, amazing things will happen. So, to close out, um, because God's after the depths of your heart, we want to make sure that there's no stumbling block, there's no hurdles that God has to try and jump over to get down there. Because God's at the depths of our heart, we want to make sure that there's no baggage down there. And so we want to be able to remove that baggage. And I guarantee you, and the best way we remove that baggage is through the sacrament of confession, right? And I guarantee you in the sacrament of confession, you will be met with gentleness and kindness and truth. If you go to the sacrament of confession tonight, I think it's tonight, sometime, it's sometime today, I don't know. When. If you go to the sacrament of confession here, I guarantee you, you will be met with kindness, gentleness, and truth. Even, even if you go face to face, I will not look at you differently. Do you know why? Because I don't care what your sins are. You know what I care about as a priest? That you're there receiving God's mercy. Because he desires and yearns to grant it to you. But if we can remove the junk, then our hearts are wide open for God to be able to come in. And when God comes into our hearts, he speaks truth to us. And it is that truth that God, the speak, that God the Father speaks to us that we all desperately need to hear. Because his truth is also his love.